Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Happy 2021. Thank God we got here. Yay. I'm so sorry again. I'd just like to say that. I can't even tell you how stressed out I was with that whole hard drive situation. And honestly, your girl lost all her shit, okay? And I didn't think that I was a terribly awful techie person. But from that experience, I feel like, yes, maybe I'm a lot worse than I thought. So I'm so glad that you guys had the patience to stick around with me, for me. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I just want to let you know, you guys will enjoy my lovely little podcast hang. I don't like to call them interviews because that sounds so fucking formal. I'm a very informal chick. I feel like you guys already know that. So this was a podcast hang last week. And I hope you enjoy it. David was amazing. And here is our little podcast hang about the Bravo world of 2020. My top 10. You'll hear it. Enjoy it, honey. Why, hello, hello, everybody. And this is your girl, Kim. And welcome to Bravo East Coast Housewives. And today, this is a special episode almost into the new year of 2021. Thank the Lord, because we're all over 2020, that's for sure. And in order to start 2021 right, we have a special guest with us today. He has been on the show before. He was actually uh, one of my first guests in the podcasting world. Give it up for Behind the Velvet Ropes podcast, Mr. David Yontef. How are you, my dear? Welcome back. Thank you for having me back. Am I your first repeat guest ever? You actually are the second. Actually, no, wait, the third repeat guest. Okay. Maybe fourth because, okay, so I had one of my- Way to make me feel special here today on a Sunday morning. Oh, shit. Just but, kidding. Just but kidding. You, but you have your coffee, right? So you're feeling am, good with your coffee. <laughs> look at this big ass Starbucks I'm having. Like, what more do I need? <laughs> So how's your holiday so far? Do you celebrate Christmas at all? Well, I mean, I'm Jewish. I'm a nice Jewish girl. So I celebrate, I went, so my family doesn't celebrate Christmas. Okay. So I went, left New York City and went to the neighboring state of New Jersey to hang with my buddy, Miss Kim D of Posh. Yes. What did you guys do for the holiday? We, well, Christmas Eve, we went out to a restaurant we always go out to. So like Kim's one of my really good friends. We went out to a restaurant in Montclair, New Jersey, where we also had Thanksgiving. Love it. And she gets this private room. So it's, you know, it's, first of all, the tables are very spread out. Mm -hmm. It's relatively COVID safe, but we were in a private room. So I feel that was pretty safe. And there was only like, I don't know, seven, eight of us. Yeah. So we went and we had dinner and I had, here's the thing. I think, I don't know if I told you this before, or if you've heard me say this on my own podcast, but sure. COVID has made me realize that I'm not an alcoholic. Now, I wasn't sure before COVID mm-hmm. because I was living the New York City life out seven nights a week. Right. And I like my MRT 
martinis, but I don't drink at home alone. Right. So the last time I drank was on Thanksgiving with Kim. And so on Christmas Eve, I got completely drunk, which is yeah. good for me because I needed to because what a year we've had. Was it all the martinis you uh, ever could have, I guess? I had three martinis and then I don't know what possessed me, but did I need that glass of wine at the end after three martinis? But Absolutely. something- Absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 I guess so. So anyway, so that was Christmas Eve and Kim's mother was there. And oh, then on Christmas Day, I slept, well, I slept at Kim's after all of that. Yes. Me and her and her seven. Let me just picture this, seven dogs. Seven. Oh my gosh, that's yes. like Joe Gat Gatto from uh, Impractical Jokers, if you've ever seen that show. There's either seven or six. I don't know. I'm just going to say seven. Okay. I am not necessarily <laughs> a dog person, but I was prepared for this. Okay. And then we had- You're not allergic, are you? No, it's just, I'm just not good with dogs. Got you. So That's fair. everyone send me hate mail, call me a horrible person. No hate mail here. Safe it's just Right. It's just not my thing. Okay. So, but I held my own. And then on Christmas day, we were just like, well, I mean, where are we going to go? We had literally did not leave the couch. I was doing some work on my podcast. I brought my computer. Love Kim it. was on social and we were craving pizza in Italian. And after making 700 calls, I'm like, Kim, darling, there's only Chinese open. And then we ordered Chinese food and literally didn't move from the couch all day. That did you guys watch time. any like holiday movies? That's like our tradition at my house. It's like, is crazy. it? Yeah. Well, here's the thing about Kim D from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay. Yes. Let me give you some behind the scenes. Yes, Look at how please. excited you are. I mean, and this is not a joke. She, like, I can't even keep up. I watch all, you know, our Bravo shows for my podcast and yes. it's work related. Sure. Kim watches the same movies over. And it's not like I'm not telling it. She would, she literally, she watches Moonstruck uh, probably 10 million times or just over and over. I've never seen it. Oh, with Cher. Oh, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. Well, I would watch it today. Wait, she's is that like, the one where she's like, snap out of it? Snap yeah. out of it. Oh my God. I my would, mom quotes that all the time. I would add this to your, I mean, there's no way you're not going to like New it. New Year's resolution, right? It's good. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Moonstruck. So she what watches fuck, that a hundred times. She watches The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, it's a good one. It's, it's a good ooh, one. It's a good one. And she yeah. watches The Godfather. Okay. So Kim D watches The Moonstruck, The Wolf of Wall Street, and then also The Godfather, huh? Over and over. So like That's if I call her and I'm like, like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I just watched Moonstruck. It's, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, I can't watch something even twice. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I could, but who has time for that? I, I just don't have the time. I mean, that's true. You're hustling. So I get you. I get you. So speaking of Kim D. Yeah. Your close relationship with her. I mean, obviously, people, this is a New Year's special. Ha. Yas. And uh, what I'm going to do, and David's going to help me out, I am going to name the best uh, Bravo moments of 2020. It's going to be a top 10. And uh, David's going to put his two cents in, whether he's like cool with it, not cool with it, whether I missed something because maybe I did. And uh, that's the special today but we're gonna go back to Kim D here since you're so close with her do you have any um any tea any dish about the upcoming season of Jersey we know that Teresa has a new boyfriend we know Teresa has a new boyfriend Kim is not on the new season I had lunch okay. with Kim and Siggy mm, you, yes I actually like saw that on ago. your social did you see that picture I did yes so there's that 
Margaret just came out and said that she would rather have Danielle back on New Jersey than Siggy. Danielle Dagger. That's what I call her. She did the ponytail pull felt around the world. And if you guys don't think that that made my list, shame on you. But anyways, go ahead. So the tea is, listen, I here's, here's my tea. It's going to be a season where I think we're going to like, I think it's Jackie's season. I don't mean good or bad. I just think Jackie steps up to the plate. I did season. hear that. Were you the one that told me that? That she was going to be t- I might have been the, the one villain? that told you that. That's what I... Well, she has, she has a thing with Teresa. Here's the thing. Teresa accuses... God, I'm giving you actual real tea now. Ooh. Teresa accuses Jackie's husband, Evan, uh-huh. of having an affair. Well, he's the one that doesn't get blowjobs, from what I recall. <laughs> yes. Which... Have you seen? Have Her you last really, season. Have you really studied Evan? Because let me just tell you, I Evan. Haven't. Well, he's in. He deserves blowjobs. He's okay. he's like I would put him. I mean, it's nothing I haven't told Jackie to her face. He's probably like in my top two or three for hot house husbands. I I, I don't understand Mauricio. I don't get it. Oh, I don't it's get not, that either. It's, it's, I don't get it. I don't either. So look up Evan. Okay. It's not just because well, he's a nice Jewish this. boy and I'm a nice Jewish girl. And he's oh. really fucking hot. Okay. I haven't really, uh, haven't really looked at him all that much, but please tell me in your top three. Well, this is fun. Let's talk about Who that a little bit others? and then we'll get back to the Jersey. Please tell me that Juan Dixon is on your list. Oh my God, you're stalling. So I would say that's he's not no, on your list. No, but you know who oh, is really? You love heartbroken. Juan Dixon. Oh my God, he's number one to me. Yes. Really? Yes. Do you know who I do think is hot as hell? Are you caught? Well, do you watch Atlanta? Yes. Well, hello, new housewife Drew Sedora. Her Don't husband. Don't say Ralph. The Ralph who disappears for three days. Yes. No. He's hot. Honey, yeah. I'm just going by physical looks. I mean, I get that. He is a good looking man. I just can't. I don't know. It it hit too close to home for me. The whole he left for three days without saying something. I've been through something in that manner in my personal life. And since I heard that, I was like, I don't like you, man. At all. Yeah, that's not a respectable relationship that one, a grown adult should be in. So I would agree. But you're down with Ralphie. We're going to call him Ralphie because a Christmas story just aired 24 hours and I'm like into that shit. Well, yeah. I mean, Ralphie. Let's call him Ralphie. Like for pure physicalness, sure. I would take Ralphie. Who's your number one? Was it Evan? Like if I had, I'm trying to think of all the different, Evan right now. I, I mean, if I can't think of someone else. Okay. I'm trying to think of, I mean, are we including house husbands from the past? No Chris Samuels for you? No. <laughs> no, no Chris Samuels. I'm no trying to think. No big, <laughs> nobody on Potomac has a husband. I mean, I think to me, the hottest husband on Potomac, I would take Eddie Osefo. Oh yeah, he's hot. I think he's, he's out of all of them. Yeah. And for Atlanta, I would take Ralph, but also I would take Candy's Todd. Yeah, I was gonna say I take. Ooh, let's do this. I would take. I would take uh, Todd from Atlanta. I would take Todd. I would. But take, I would take Ralph first. So Ralph is my choice from Atlanta. Okay, so Todd's like uh, second place honorable mention. Let's yeah. Just say. So Potomac okay. is is. Who would you Eddie. take from uh from New York? Even though that's kind of hard because a lot of them are divorced, anyways. I mean, if I have to think of all the husbands, yeah, it would be a tie. I mean, does Jason Hoppy count? I mean, yeah, why he not? He was cute. Yeah, I, Jason Hoppy or Kristen Tateman's Josh is cute. 
that's where my mind. Who, who? I mean, who are you going to take? You're not going to take fucking whatever the hell his name was, John Medesian. No, I mean, I would feel like a lot. I I feel like the answer would probably be Mario for a lot of people because I mean he's a uh, lot older man. But I'm not going to lie, I Jason Hoppy for me. I'm or thinking. Kristen. I'm thinking if we're just talking about looks, I'd probably yeah, probably Mario. But I'm not going to lie, I think there's something about Leah's uh, baby daddy Rob. Nothing wrong with Rob. about him that I yeah. think is attractive. So actually, I think I would uh, I would take him because I feel like he's more my vibe. Okay. Uh, Mario's just a little too superficial for me. Well, probably because he was married to Ramona. Rob, <laughs> Leah's baby daddy is not a bad way to go. Yeah, I think I would choose him. And then, okay, so now we did, um, I would say Dallas, but I don't really watch Dallas. However, with the Dallas premiere coming and because like life is so weird right now and it is the new normal being so weird i think i'm actually gonna devote my time to uh to dallas I'm you should give it a chance i'm gonna give it a chance you're gonna start dallas without leanne lockin i mean i don't even know what world this is i know you're not, you're not gonna go back right you're just gonna start it i i know and she was like the bethany of dallas wasn't she but Tiffany Moon and Jen Davis, the new girls, are going to be great. So I, I think this is good for you. I think okay. this is good. All right. So Dallas, watch out, honeys. I'm coming. So now if we let's go to the Orange California. County. The, yeah. How uh, husband there or ex-husband, whichever. Oh, let's see. Not Jim Bellino. <laughs> not, not any of Vicky's. Eddie does nothing I, for me. Tamara's Eddie. I was surprised. Okay, okay. I I would feel like that would be the normal answer. Um, I think Eddie yes. would be a, a typical pick. Let me see here. Do you know who either either Gina Kirschenheider's ex Matt? He was cute. <sighs> or or or. What about Shane? With Shane? Uh, Emily Shane. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pass. I'm going to take a pass, but thank you for throwing that out there. Um, oh, my God. Who else is kind of like there was looking. somebody else like on the tip of my tongue that I was like, yes, this is the person. But of now current season or, or like past seasons past. Yeah. I'm there was somebody I just had on that, like the tip of my tongue and I can't think of who I was just going to say. Oh, do you know who I would actually, who's not bad looking, and especially with all that fucking money, Terry Dubrow. He's kind of cute. I knew, I, for some yes. reason, I had the feeling in my heart. I was like, why do I feel like- He keeps himself Dubrow. in shape. Like he's always yes. showing himself off on botched. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. I would take Terry. Okay. I don't know. I don't know who my pick would be. I could almost think of, I mean, if obviously it's not gonna be uh what the hell the bedore guy he's an asshole no uh, um, no for some odd reason i don't know but kelly's ex michael i don't know really okay. i feel like maybe he he wasn't given a fair fair chance of uh, likability maybe you gotta go with your gut you gotta go with your gut he's the only one that i can think of right now which maybe is a little sad now let's do let's do the big one uh beverly hills yeah who obviously it's probably not gonna be Tom Girardi and we'll get into that shit. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that. No, no Tom Girardi. Absolutely not fucking PK. <laughs> <laughs> no PK. No Tom oh. Girardi. No Mauricio. Who else has their... You, well, you know who everyone says. Denise's husband? Well, or my good friend who is really my good friend, Catherine Edwards, who was on my podcast four times. Her husband, Donnie. Remember the football her new player? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, he's hot. I mean, let me tell you about Catherine and Don because she's a really good friend of mine. They're 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 in love. It's like a real they're happy people. That's a real uh, love story because I feel like a lot of the the love stories within Bravo they they tend to crumble a little bit. They tend to crumble. Yeah. But I don't even know if I would say him. He's not bad. Sorry, Catherine. I would, <laughs> I don't know who, who, not Ken Todd, not, not Teddy's man. I don't know. Maybe Catherine's by elimination. Who else was there? I know this Joyce, is not Joyce's husband, not Carlton's husband. I'm going deep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, could I say Eddie Cibrian, <laughs> Brandy Glanville's <laughs> ex? That's, that's my choice. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know who, I don't think I'd have one. Not there. I mean, Mauricio's cool, but like maybe I'd, I'd settle for him. You know who's not Don't be bad. haters now. Harry Hamlin ain't so bad. He's oh, you know, cute. you know what? Harry Hamlin. I'd say Harry Hamlin. Yeah, right? Harry With Hamlin. those glasses? He's yeah. hot. I'm, I'm down with Harry. Down yeah. with the Harry. Okay, so now Salt Lake G City. You, you didn't say Jersey. I mean, I I, I I say Evan. Hands down, Evan. Oh, from Jersey, Jersey for me. Jersey for me. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of everyone. Um, we have Gorga. You have Joe Judice. You have Margaret's Joe. Frank Catania. Oh, Catania. Rich Wakil. Frank, the yeah. father. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. love I love okay. I love his energy. I mean, of course, I'd be afraid that he would be cheating on me, but I'm still I'm still wanting the Dolores and Frank get back together. I want well, guess that to happen so bad. We discussed that in 2021 on oh Behind the Velvet Rope because we have sat down with the one, the only <laughs> Mr. Frank Catania. Oh my god, isn't he fabulous? An amazing interview. And guess who also we have on? The one, the only, Mr. Frankie Jr. I had father oh. and son, but not together. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God. I really, in my mind, whenever he took Gia to the prom, I was like, they would be really cute together. They would be cute as a couple. They're both gorgeous. But Frank Catania was, like, sometimes you just are please like at least when I do my interviews I'm sometimes disappointed yeah. and other times like this is way and Frank Catania is one of those like I this is way better than I thought like just oh, so I mean I I I, I, I know that. he's a nice guy but just like he was open about cheating yeah. and everything and yeah. I, I know Dolores and him so I wasn't gonna go so hard like I normally sure. do yeah but he let me go there so wow, yeah, I love yeah, I love uh, Frank for me for sure, hundred percent. Love him. Let's so Salt do, um, Lake, yes. Salt Lake for me, believe it or not, Salt Lake is pretty good crop. Yeah, I this is gonna be shocking. Would probably take. Well, I mean, Heather doesn't have a husband, so that eliminates that. And Mary's been right. to her grandfather, if that's your thing. See, I thought you were going to say Mary's husband. No, <laughs> I, 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 I would take Lisa. I would take John Barlow. Really? And I told Lisa that she's coming up on my podcast, too. Interesting. But Seth, but Seth, Meredith Seth is also cute. I, I would probably take Seth. Yeah. He's cute. I, yeah, that's me. But again, I told you when I was on your when when I was on your show for the Patreon uh, thing, I was totally down with Meredith. Like she's my favorite Salt Lake and still doing well. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So now those were our house husbands uh, top choices. That was fine. For the, yeah. Right. For sure. And now what we're going to do just because 2021 is coming up, we're going to highlight the top 10 moments 
of Bravo. This is any show. It's not just Housewives. It's it's going to be any show. Big moments that happen in Bravo 2020. My top 10. And I'm so, going to have to think and remember because like I, you know. Right. As right. you say this, I got to remember everything that happened this year. Right. So me, go on. Me too. <laughs> I do have some comments when we're done of some things, but well, go on. You, you might have to remind me of some moments that, uh, well, let's, the first, the first moment. And I know that you had um, her on your show uh, speaking about this. Ta- uh, number 10, moment for me. Malia getting Hannah fired for, for being a snitch. I did have Malia on my show. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of times that I put out shows that, I mean, people don't necessarily come for me because I'm just the interviewer and I never, you know my style. I don't tell my opinions. Right. But Malia is one of two cases that stands out for me just from a show point of view. There were others. I think the two shows I did where I've received the most hate, not towards me, but towards the guest, right. were Malia okay. got slammed. when I'm not I, surprised. And just the past two weeks, I had a two-part, two-hour sit-down with Candace Dillard. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to talk to you about that a little bit. I didn't realize... Well, we could wait till we get to that if that's on your list. But I didn't realize how many people... Because I really don't... I'm so busy interviewing these people. I don't really necessarily follow all of whose team what. Right. Right. Well, I can tell you, I find it out after I have you on my show because the comments come directly to my Instagram page. I didn't realize how there's like 98% of people are Team Monique and there's 1% of the people in the world that are Team Candace. Interesting. At least the people that wanted to come to my Instagram page, there's about like right. 300 comments there. Yeah. And the comments are not even so hateful. It's literally like, bitch, if I ever see you, I will punch you, I will drag you. I mean, it's like physical violence is being thrust upon this woman on my Instagram page for my two-part sit-down with Candy. Holy shit. That is like, oh my so God. So people are just like, bitch, you deserved it. You actually deserve to have your teeth knocked. I mean, it's the comments are, go and look at them. Okay. I'll have so, to uh, take a ganza. Malia though, same thing. I mean, that's, that's a good moment. Malia, people hated her after she was on my show. Yeah. So, okay. I guess your thought about, do you think she was was right as far as reporting her or do you think i mean obviously this is the huge debate right like should she have just said hey hannah what the fuck like get your shit together report or did she do the right thing by snitching on her i mean i mean saw captain lee captain lee even said something of this uh of the sort where he would probably talk to the talk to hannah first and be like yo what the fuck um instead of what malia did and coming from Captain Lee, that's kind of a big thing because he doesn't take shit. No, and he ain't the softest, nicest, most wonderful person either. No, but he has the best sayings. <laughs> you know, neither him nor Sandy are warm and fuzzy. Right, right. Um, You know, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered a lot of people. Like, right. I'm very pro, if you need medicine, take medicine. Like, I'm liberal, but I feel it didn't bother me. It yeah. didn't, I wasn't so outraged with Malia's behavior as everyone was. Okay, cool. I love it. I like love- it didn't, I was like, okay, you know, maritime law. And like, I see it's a gray area, but I see why it was handled the way it was. And it didn't necessarily bother me. Okay, cool. I love, I love the opinion. Okay. Not so that was, a popular opinion. You know, that's, Hey, you know what? It's your opinion though. And that's, that's, I love it. I love it. We're still free in the United States and in the world. I would hope to have an opinion that, you know. Hey man, I support you. I Don't cancel me and not listen to my podcast people just because, but I mean, it's like, I mean, I I am all about taking drugs if you need them. Right. 
I wasn't, I don't hate Malia. I wasn't outraged like everyone else. I was a little, I was a little, I feel like she just did it out of spite, but that's just my own opinion, right? So that was number 10. Number nine, and I think people may have forgotten about this, right? Because it was a while ago. Um, Number nine for me was MJ and Reza's falling out on Shaw's. That's a big one. And they were just, did you see they were just on Watch What Happens together? I did. I did. I did. I thought it was whenever Reza was saying to Andy, yeah, we're working on a relationship. It's been taking some time. Like, obviously, Reza didn't know that MJ was one of the guests. I think... Or maybe he you did. Don't I don't so. know. No, I mean, I, I'm I'm listening to you. I mean, he he seemed a little surprised to me whenever MJ came up next. I thought it was weird too. Like at what? Because listen, like people people protect their children over all things in life. But I think it was the awkward moment for me was when Andy said, "Like, have you met Baby Shams?" I was just and Reza was like, "No, but mm-hmm. I I really hope so." And mm-hmm. M- it was. MJ was just like, you could tell she was like stone cold, like, oh my God, my son's name is in your mouth. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Just like when the name, just the name of someone gets to you, yeah. you could tell MJ was like, oh yeah, we're not having this conversation now. Yeah. I don't think Rez is going to meet baby Shams anytime soon. Do you, th- do you buy his, his explanation of them trying to work on their relationship? Or do you think that's all, uh, it's all for TV right now? I mean, listen, I think anytime... I always am so interested in the psychology of things. Like when people, I mean, what, there's no topic I'd rather discuss than like what people do for reality TV and how they're all fame hungry and money hungry. That's like a topic I could talk about all day. I feel like Lisa Rinna is the number one person of that, but that's just my own opinion. Let's go. Let's keep going. uh, No, I'm not so thrilled with Rinna these days. So (laughs) it's like sad. I think what happened and I think it's like a combination of a lot of things. I still just go back to like, if you weren't on a reality show, Mm -hmm. like, and I could say this about 800 things, Lisa Mm -hmm. Rinna and Denise would still be friends. You know, Mm -hmm. Vicky Gumbelson says she still might be married to Don. She said that on my podcast. Like, I, so, I mean, I don't know. I think it's like a real fight that's now taken things to so many levels that it's right. like you can't come back from. But would all of this have happened if you weren't on the show? Yeah. And part of you, I still think part of like a resin, part of an MJ, like it, like deep down, a yeah. sick part is like, holy shit, we're making a great season of our show. Wow. And that is where it's like a fucking sick- kind of twisted. It's twisted. It's a twisted. I don't think they're happy about where they are. I don't think they're like in on it and they're at night like, LOL, we fooled everyone. I think <laughs> this is all real when like Tommy is fucking destroying this and there's yeah. a strain. I, it's it's all real. Yeah. I just think that like, and I had Ali Ashori on my podcast twice. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We all remember him. But that's a good one. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like what a shame that like a real 30 year friendship ended for yeah. A show? I feel like the show too, with uh because they didn't do they did do a virtual reunion. For some odd reason, I feel like the Shaws it, of Sunset doesn't get the attention, in my opinion, that it deserves. If you think about it, they usually yeah. air the show. They usually air the show on Fridays. And we all know Fridays for an air Still, date of yeah. a show. Yeah, this past season was always on Fridays at like eight or, or eight central because that's I'm in Chicago. Usually. Yeah, that's when Tardy so, for the Party airs. Yeah, yeah. And see, no one watches those. No. Kim Zolciak, bye. Okay, don't be Bye. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that was number nine. Number eight. It's a good um, one, though. Yeah, number eight. I think this is a, this is a good one. I didn't want to, this obviously isn't going to be, it's, it's closer to the top for a reason as far as, uh, 
Yeah, you you get what I'm saying. So number eight is Stassi getting engaged, fired, and then knocked up. So clearly this is obviously talking about her in the show, but also what the fuck is going on in life. Okay, so but Stassi getting engaged. First of all, I just think that was a big moment in Vanderpump Rules history, right? Yeah. So uh, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Well, Stassi was one of the things on my list of just like, you know, listen, I think it's I talk about this all, all the time, too. I think 2020 was the year of there is no more show. The show is on Twitter and Instagram. And right. I don't mean Vanderpump Rules. I mean, like Elise and Ramona had more press yes. and feuds and words yes on instagram like it's things happen like even candace and monique it's, yeah. it was all off the air on with the lawsuits so i just feel like it's a bigger thing of like these shows are not the show anymore it's right. online like we the people have taken these shows over yeah and are i mean things happen and then we repost them and it's like so yeah stassi was on my list of the stassi and Kristen. in like have you no. ever interviewed her no never stassi or Kristen. and then i just think you add i don't know if it's in somewhere else on your list but i lump it all together jackson Brittany. oh yeah they're they're not in my list they're not they're fired too yeah. i know because it's like yeah. at that point you know it is after stassi gets it's just like bravo was like we're not fucking around Right. When has anyone, I mean, people have been fired. Right. But when has someone of such magnitude been fired? Now, help me out because I, I Stassi was the star per se. She really was. And the thing is, is she knew that. Um, but you know, I think the whole thing with them firing her, that was the time where she really realized that she is not, um, she is not. Does she realize that? Are, are, are you sure of this? Well, I don't, I don't I don't really keep close tabs on her. Maybe not. Maybe? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe at the moment, at the moment when she got fired, she got the reality check and say, hey, look, you are not immune to this whole thing, okay? Like, I you, think you can, you fucked up and you're leaving, right? Yeah. So, um, she's not coming back. But I no. think that she's, for me, like that Tamron Hall appearance did not do anything. Oh my to God. Help her. It was awful. It was awful. It, she, yeah, that was like, scary. right? Like, Tamron wasn't overly harsh on her. She did her job, and Stasi was just like, Yeah, I go to a coach. And Tamron's like, Well, what does that mean? Like, once a week, every day. And she, she was like, trying to save face for people, but like, it was a rehearsed thing for her to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, And she fired her team, and now, I mean, she had a, heavy team now she just hired Matthew McConaughey's PR and she's like trying to make a comeback really? I mean I'm not saying no one could ever make a comeback I'm just saying yeah I'm not even saying cancel her I'm just saying like I don't see any difference and I don't think Stassi's learned anything personally yeah, yeah. I don't I think she's cocky again I do oh, just from watching her think, Instagram stories I don't her. think she, I don't think that'll ever leave her I think that's just a part of who she is to be honest but as far as Jax and Brittany I heard different things as far as them just voluntarily leaving the show and you're saying that they were fired if they were fired what were they fired for because I was not aware or maybe I'm just not doing a good ass job of like really looking shit up on Instagram and whatnot well, because I don't have a Twitter. Kim, you're a busy woman. I mean, look, nobody <laughs> knows for sure, right? I mean, I I gave an interview. I got contacted because I get for my show. I get contacted by the media to give quotes. Right, right. I got contacted right after that happened. I say that they were fired personally. I say with a baby on the way, mm -hmm. where daddy makes like two fifty, and mommy probably makes like 
100 or 90. Mm-hmm. I just think you're not leaving a job for no job. Right. It's just, you're not. Right. And there's, there is stuff that has come out where people criticize them for changing just one word. Like Jack says, it's been a great eight years or something. Brittany says three, I don't know the numbers. Right. And people were like, and Brittany was like, you think we have any say in what we, in what we wrote? Like she said that. Wow. Which that's true. I mean, you don't, I mean, you can write it, but Bravo has to approve it. And Kristen then backed them up of like, yeah, but right. no, I think they were definitely fired. And that's what I said in this interview I did. It's online. It's on my Instagram somewhere. Yeah. It was for like heavy.com, I think. But the only thing that it's not like they were fired for wanting too much money. There's no contract negotiations because there's no show. I think they right. got fired as like the residual effects of the whole Stasi Kristen thing. I don't think they were like researching it for five months or whatever sure. it was. Yeah. I just think it's like we're heading into a new year right? and there is no show and we don't know when the damn show is coming back. Right. And regardless of that, these, we just shouldn't go into the new year with these two. That, right. as that's really, I really think they got fired. Really? Okay, cool. I, uh, I don't doubt that. I mean, I, at this point, I don't really care because You're again, I, I agree with you. The show's over. It's done. No one I mean, cares it, about it anymore. They're all no. knocked up or fired. Like let's move on. Okay. So we're going to move on. Number seven. Number seven. So we're 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 looking at all of 2020, not just like recent 2020. Oh yeah. But some all. of the recent 2020 is up there. Well, uh, yeah. clearly you'll see. So I'm saying season 12 of Atlanta for number seven. That's when we're seeing Kenya's marriage and her asshole ex-husband, non-ex-husband, what the hell's going on, husband Mark being a complete shit-faced person to her, even though a lot of people think that she deserved it because she's not so nice herself but then we also have Eva when she's pregnant having another baby this is whenever we see the first virtual reunion this was before Beverly Hills for sure and then um we're seeing Portia dealing with the infidelity of Dennis and uh Candy's blaze being born into the world so and it was the highest rated franchise up until Denise Richards and Brandy. Yeah, yeah. Beverly Hills, all the franchise ratings are down. All yeah, of them. Yeah, that's, that's, yep. Atlanta that's is around 1.4 now, down from like 1.8, but it's still number two. It's way up there. What's and number I think one? Beverly Hills now, 1.6 for this year. Wow, okay. Only because of Denise and Brandy. I mean, that's- okay. it, catapulted Beverly Hills way up there just in retrospect so you understand last week during Christmas um the Real Housewives of Salt Lake had 500,000 people watch shit and before that 750 Uh, that's a whole nother story you and I talked about this before I think right but um it was also a good season I think the virtual reunion was the big ticket there for me yeah I think also you missed like it's really the exit Goodbye, don't let the door hit you on the way out of Miss Nanithi Lee. That's right. When she closed their computer, that was You epic. don't even like mention her because you forgot she was there because she didn't film so many scenes. Mm-hmm. That's also it, when they went to Greece. That was a good trip. That was a good yeah. trip. And um, what else? Atlanta is just, I don't know. Atlanta to me is all fucking stars. It's all stars. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Yes. We you see know, Cynthia and Mike. 
right? Now this season we're dealing with uh, their t- uh, 10, 10, 20 marriage uh, nuptials and stuff. So yeah, I yeah. just think you have like these people, people say Cynthia's boring, Candy's boring, but there's something they're like an Erica, like they're, they're above it all. Like they're such big names. Oh my God. So this is actually, I mean, perfect. I know I'm all over the place, but like Candy and Cynthia to me are Kenya's a fucking superstar. I don't know. Atlanta is just fucking great to me. Let me it's tell great. you this. So, so my last episode, I had a YouTube channel, a friend of mine, his name is Kyle Steven. So he does a YouTube channel of like all things, housewives, Disney, all this stuff. So we were, we were doing um, the 12 days of housewives and we were doing, I was doing like the musical ability or uh, lack thereof of the housewives. And this was the first time that I was really exposed. I did my research on this, right? This is the first time I was exposed to Gone with the Wind, Fabulous. That song that she put out. It's a classic. It's a classic, classically horrible, but classically amazing. And I was just, I can't believe how much I like it, but I do. <laughs> it's its one of the greats. It's literally one of the greats. So when you were talking about all of the Atlanta house stars, uh, housewife stars are, you know, cream of the crop. And then you you kind of compared them to Erica. This is a perfect uh, segue transition to number six. Erica Jane in her financial issues and her divorce and she's broke and any tea or anything you want to dish out that you uh, know and or found out recently because we all know that shit is crazy. Okay, the train is moving fast. The train has left the station. Couple of things. First off, this isn't just a whole plug of Behind the Velvet Rope podcast with David Yontav. Yes. But, but I have, I'm, I'm like one of those superstitious people, like until it, um, it's recorded, I don't think you're going to show up. Mm-hmm. But I have somebody coming next week. We're going to record. It's going to be my first show of the new year. Is it going to be, you're going to be talking about Erica shit? And it's going to be, it's going to be all about it. Well, mostly about Erica. And it's going to be somebody, like a lot of people are talking to lawyers and all this other shit. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. But I'm going to take a different angle. Yeah. I'm going to take somebody who was on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You know, as- Can you tell uh, us who it is or is it- uh, No. (laughs) I respect that. Can you tell us when you you could potentially air it? I believe if all goes according. So, you know, next week I have three shows coming out between Christmas Mm -hmm. and New Year's. We Mm -hmm. have the wonderful Miss Wendy Osefo from Potomac. Yes. And then we have a couple other fun shows. But, you know, I think- Yeah, it's funny because I was just dealing with programming this week and it was going to air a different day, but I think January 4th, the first day back, hello 2021, we're here with a fucking bang. I think it's airing the first day of the year. Okay, people, you heard it from his mouth. Yes, so tune into that for his podcast uh, for that episode, Behind the Velvet Rope. So, And it's somebody who knows, you know, well, I have a show every day, so I was going to put it later in the week and I'm like, no, this is someone who was on R-H-O-B-H, you know, again, it's not recorded. So there's always a chance this person's right. going to flake, but sure. it's somebody who is either a friend or a housewife. It's somebody who's not, you know, someone at Erica's level. Right. Because I always talk also, I've, I, this is another topic I love to talk about, about like fake money, fake right. money. I, I don't right. get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Why do all housewives live above their means? And it's all a sham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not Bethany. 
not Heather and Terry Dubrow. They have right. actual real money. Sure. But not- And the Vanderpump, and Vanderpump too. Yeah, yeah. Lisa has money. And you know who's not living above her means? Gina Kirschenheider with the six people in a house. Good I for love her. her. I Good love her. Good for her. Like you're yeah. living a, the life. I mean, the OC I find very boring, but oh, like at season least- season sucks to me. I It's, I hate it's it. the worst season in Housewives history. Absolutely. I have a thought on that afterwards. And like even Emily, like Emily's not living above her means. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, again, boring as fuck. I don't think yeah. this is what we want to see on TV. Right. I'd right. rather see Miss Dubrow's Chateau Dubrow. Yes. But I mean, Dorit doesn't have real money. It's all a sham. Kyler Mauricio had been accused of having a lot of shams going on. Yeah. Erica. So it's like, I'm bringing in someone who's on the show who's like, I've been to Erica's house. Like the paint is chipping. Like there's no fur. Like someone who's like Ooh. on her level, who's like, This is just the real. So it's just, I'm always interested in the psychology behind it. Like, look, if she knew all this, which she probably did, then you would do anything for fame and money. And if you didn't know this, that story to me is just as sad. Like an 80 year old man who rescued you, who was so desperate to hold on to you in his old age that he will steal money to keep you, I mean, I went to see Erica Jane twice in concert. Is twice. she fabulous? Well, she's fabulous. It's a gay man's wet dream. But <laughs> I said at the fucking concert a year and a half ago, which was 45 minutes. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know what concert lasts 45 minutes, but this one does. I mean, there were 800 costume changes. What? There was, there was, oh no, no. There were seven gazillion dancers smoke fire and i'm just like this isn't at madison square garden this isn't at yankee stadium this is these are in little clubs so i said at the time this is it's expensive to be me like this fucking live show this little mini tour of hers has got to be costing like a million dollars and it's probably making like i don't know she's not breaking even probably no no. Yeah. So I, I would her, love to was her have a hobby too. That was I it could, expensive? Like her Well, tickets? there were three different packages and of the advanced, the advanced meet and greet honey, which I had to get was, this is behind <laughs> the velvet rope. I needed to like get in there, get some content for my listeners. Yes. I think the advanced VIP ticket was like, 290 or something holy shit something like that and this is like standing so but it's not i'm telling you these hobbies and all that it was so it's just all of this for money like i don't get it i I would like to live like i have a hundred million dollars too but right you can't so insane so if she charged like 290 for like the highest package right i spent I'm thinking about, I don't like spending a shit ton of money for concerts and shit um, because I don't think that they should be that expensive. Like Beyonce tickets for $500, I would never do that. Ew, gross. But I think the most I spent is $200 to see The weekend. which just listen to his music uh, via streaming because he's better that way than live. Um, And I love him too. And then also Childish Gambino, $200, but that was fucking well worth uh, the money if I do say so myself. But anyways, you like, okay. Yes, I love him. Okay, so now let me let me get your thoughts about the whole you said something about the OC real quick about. uh, So I I, I think Erica, I just think it's and uh, just one more thing about Erica. I have said this before, too. Everyone is worried about whether this is a real divorce, whether it's a sham. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's kind of like the hierarchy of needs. Like to me, I don't know why everyone is concerned about whether Erica's going to be poor or rich. 
I, yeah. I think we need to start with the basic fact that Erica might be in jail. So before we worry about like whether you're living in a large house or a small house, right? And whether you lost all your money and it's a real divorce. To me, like the basic thing is like, are you free? Because when you're she free, she might be the new Teresa. Well, I think it. I'm telling you, I think this is going to be bigger than the Judiches. I don't. Oh. I think this is just getting started. Maybe wow. I'm wrong. I think they're talking Ponzi schemes, and you're stealing from dead people's fam. I mean, people are dead there's yeah. a plane crash right so imagine well, if you, am- imagine if your mother died right now and you found a lawyer and mm-hmm. the money you were going to get does not even you don't want the money you don't want two million dollars whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. but at some point in your grieving process you do move on right I mean, you don't but you do and then you're like at least i want what's coming to me right not to be a rich bitch but just like i'm pissed off right and whatever that amount of money is now you don't have it because some person needed an extra gucci right that is just so that's fucked up fucked up on yeah. such a big level and you know what mark my words we're not going to see any of this on the show they'll 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 mention it they'll mention well, it baby, bravo baby. probably doesn't want to get involved with that shit i, I mean yeah. let's let's go back to They're uh not the dc housewives right yeah like after that one season of that i don't even fucking remember their name but them going into the white house like bravo did not want to be attached to that because that was kind of a big fucking deal you and know? Teresa and joe we saw some of it but like right i mean erica doesn't open up anyway like i'm not right. coming for her i'm just like well all i have to say is it's shocking uh, it's shocking we're, we're gonna be anxious for that episode premiering in january very very soon it's I a good say. one but the oc housewives i think is and i i know them i do yeah. want them to come on my show i like yeah. all of them i think from being honest this is the most boring yes. season of any like it's beyond boring I, yeah. it's beyond boring they're regular people and like we don't want to see that that's mm-hmm. why we love seeing beverly hills even new york i mean i live in new york but yeah. anyone who doesn't the new york girls are like not the normal of what someone living in the middle of nowhere with a suburban that drives to the grocery store so like new sure. york is like a fantasy a different life this is like everyone's friend like it's it's too normal yeah and there's also no real drama there's nothing going on Mm -hmm. the whole covid thing doesn't help but and i hate to say it i think personally i already have the six people i would choose i don't think there's anything salvageable i would literally let the entire cast go there's not one person that i I could say that i think needs should stay that's my honest opinion like do you feel anyone i mean gina is the only person but I would even get rid of her and just start See, I, I mean I like Gina and Emily together because I know like in reality or at least it seems that they're actually good friends in real life and I like the two of them Shannon I'm over she's just too much for me I and... think it's gone like it's yeah. like everyone else's whose story comes and goes yeah Shannon it's... Shannon was great we had a lot with Shannon divorce yep. she found herself man she went mm-hmm. from a quiet wife to like I have a business it's a great story it's yeah. just over there's no yeah. there's no more story you need something different yeah so i don't i don't disagree with you on that now we're at number number five okay so we just did the erica's broke type shit right but we're gonna tune into his episode when it when it airs number five salt lake city salt lake city premiere you know and i i remember when we first talked about it when you were on my show this is before it even premiered on the show or on the network and uh i looked at you and i said i don't know if i'm gonna be into it like uh mm, no but guess what i've watched every fucking episode and i told you on your show that i i really dig meredith so clearly i guess i'm a salt lake i'm a salt lake fan you know 
I've said it before. The ratings <laughs> suck. I think it's because I think it's because housewife ratings are down altogether. Yeah. And people have housewife fatigue. Like it is the same thing. It's different every show, mm -hmm. but it's the same format. So now we have it on just around the clock. And right. I think people are more excited by like a below deck, which is mm -hmm. the highest rated show on Bravo. I know. Because like crazy. stuff happens, like stuff right. happens. A lot of these housewife shows, nothing happens. Yeah. And so I think this is just my opinion. If you're, if you have housewife fatigue and you're not like a super Bravo person like us, you just don't want to get to know new people. So I don't right. think people started salt. Like it's not like people started it and the ratings have slipped. It's right. like they just never started it. Yeah. And I also think the fact that it's Salt Lake. I mean, it is fabulous. Yeah. I agree with you. I fucking love it. Yeah. But for people, <laughs> they hear Salt Lake and there's, but I mean, 500,000 people even said, I think Bravo is going to give it, let it stay and give mm -hmm. it a chance to improve. But yeah. like nobody's watching. Like nobody knows Meredith Marks and Lisa Barlow. It's 500,000. That's half of the OC and the OC is before. So people are watching the shit storm that we just talked about. Sure. Snooze fest. And then yeah. they're turning the channel. It's That's, so weird. That is, that is kind of crazy. But, but I, I agree with you. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, what is so good about it? It's weird. I, I can't describe it. You know, I, I kind of, my mom and I, we, we caught up because obviously of the holidays and shit, we missed, we missed the most recent episode of OC and Salt Lake. And um, when we just watched the Salt Lake one, she looked at me and she's like, you know, I like Mary. And I'm like, you know what? There's something about Mary that I like too. Uh, I'm not sure what it is yet, but I, I don't mind her. I think she's, she's cool. I like her better than Lisa. Lisa's annoying. Really? I feel that again, I go back to real life. So like had Candace on my show, totally bonded with her, treats yeah. me like I love Candace as a person. I think I'm biased because Lisa was the first one to come on my show and just like Well, you see them in a different light, right? So I obviously I don't know any of these ladies personally, but like for me, from the show, she's what not you think she's babe. snooty. Yeah. She's kind of in love with herself a little too much. But that's okay. I can see that. So okay, but so that I, was... I agree. Salt Lake is I, I would have put that on you. You're, you're really hitting a lot of the things I have on my list. Yes. So now we're at number four. Oh, number four hit the floor. Yes. Leah McSweeney added to the Housewives of New York and her uh, disdain for tiki torches. Disdain. Yeah. I'm friends with Miss Sarah McSweeney in real life. So I yeah. love my Sarah. Yeah. I think, listen, it's the way that New York had to go. Mm -hmm. We're in a different world now. It was a great casting choice. Yes, I agree. I agree. I mean, it was a great casting choice. I think Ramona and Sonia, this is their last season. I will stand behind that statement. I really do. Well, I saw I saw and watch what happens live with Leah and uh, she she said with yeah. Eben, Ebony joining the cast that she had some sort of like, you know, uh, who it's with. Well, everyone would think it would be Ramona, but no, I don't think it was. It's with I, Sonya. Really? I was going to yeah. say Luann next. No, she's not getting along with Sonya. Oh my God, I can't fucking wait to see that. Listen, I, I know Sonya in real life and I think Sonya gets a free pass. I think because I think a lot of people love her on the show, but I mm -hmm. uh, I hear that she acts a little bit differently off of mm -hmm. the show. 
you know, and she's I think not- if there was no Ramona and no Dorinda and people really wanted to focus on being treated inappropriately, Sonia ain't so wonderful mm. as a human being. But I just think, I think by the end of this season, not even because she's fighting with Ebony, I right. just think at the end of this season, it's going to feel like a new show you're going to have. Leah, who's younger. Right. Ebony, who's younger. Right. Brashawn, who's younger. Two Wait, black is she, women. Is she, is she a She's part a of friend. the cast? Or she She's a friend. friend. She was the one that everyone thought was going to be the main. Yes. Okay, right, 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 right. So it's just going to be like, you know, we have two diverse housewives that do not live on the Upper East Side. And we Long have overdue. Leah. Right, long overdue. And we have Leah and we have Luann who, Luann gets it. She gets how the show works. She doesn't sling mud on social media. Luann's like, I don't give a fuck. Just deposit my check. Like Luann doesn't really get into a lot of, yeah, she's had a lot of things happen in her life. But when do you see like her fighting on like social? She doesn't really care. She doesn't have time for that shit. Right. And so she kind of will mold. I'm telling you, I just think by the end of the season, Ramona and Sonya are going to stick out. And it's like, we're in a different world. We're not wealthy white and they're not even wealthy, first of all. Right, right. Conservative white women that it's just the world is different. And so I think they're going to have like, you can't really let everyone go with just Leah. You know what I mean? Like you need more of a base. And so like, they just let Durant, I think by the end of the season, you're going to have a base. You're going to have Ebony and Bershawn and Luann. I just think it's going to be by to Luann, uh, to Sonia and Ramona. Maybe I'm wrong. I am. I am looking forward to whenever that premieres. So we're at uh, a top three. Okay. So I would assume maybe a lot of the listeners and you as well have in your mind of what I'm going to say. No, I'm I do not. Sure well, I, I have one thing that you're going to say. Okay. I have two so, things, actually. Two of number them Number three. Number three. Brandy and Denise, the sex scandal, right? Uh, that, to me, was one of your top three, yeah. Yeah, so I don't even know... Uh, Everyone's been talking about it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We don't really need to get into it, but that that was number three for me. So now we're at number two, okay? Number two and number one are very similar. Uh, I do have to say I'm going to – there's there's something – at number one, there's two things, and I feel like they both need to be said. Also, too, think of it as I'm coming from just an entertainment standpoint, but there are obviously some points like Stassi with the reality of getting fired and all that shit. That needs to be mentioned, too. So – Number two for me is, uh, you know, going to Jersey when we felt the ponytail pull around the world. Danielle Dagger is what I would call her. And uh, and Margaret, number two, two moments. Really? 22. Yes, yes. Or 2020. Yep. Okay. What do you what do you uh what are your thoughts on that? You seemed a little surprised. Well, okay, so I I'm not surprised at anything that has made your list. Mm-hmm. I might have put Erica and Tom maybe. I, okay. I, I might have put that at number 1 actually, to tell you the truth. Oh. Just because the ramification like I'm not surprised, but like I just think this is going to be such a thing. Yeah. Okay. And I listen, I have such a sick mind. Well, I love your sick mind. I'm not even sure that that at 80s, I mean, this is going to sound sick, but I'm not even sure like Tom is not going to, I think Tom will fall on whatever sword. I personally think there was a discussion of, I'm going to save you. And Erica crying. This is just what I think. I've made all this up. But I, Erica being like, I'm not going to let you do that. And he's like, whatever I have to do. Like, I, I'm i 81. I, You're 
you're gonna, I'm gonna save you. And oh what God. that entails, I think could get really dark. That's just my honest opinion. So I just think to me, the Eric and Tom thing is like just getting started. Yeah. So maybe it's more of a 2021 thing, but I think yeah. it's gonna be like, I think this is, I think he's a it's brilliant lawyer. I mean, he's an unethical lawyer, yeah. but I think that I feel they like had, all of them are, but yeah. Right. But I yeah. think they had discussions night and day, and Stone Cold Eric was like, Tom said, this is one, one through 70, how this has to work. You have wow. to say I had an affair. You have to, I, I just think this is Tom. I think Tom said, this is how, what you have to do. So I think that would have been my number one. And okay. this, I don't know if this would have made my list. And the Stassi okay. thing would have been high and the Brandy Denise thing. Because if you think about it, it is Denise Richards. Like this of is course. kind of crazy. Of course. Okay. So now we are at my drum roll. Right? Like Chevy Chase from uh, National Lampoon. I already know what it's going to be. Okay. Well, okay. I have two, though. I have two. Okay. Uh, can you can you uh, name what it is? Num I would one. I would assume that one of them is going to, you don't have to agree, I would assume one of them, I don't even think I'd put it at number one, but I think one of them is going to be Candace and Monique. Of course, that is number one. However, that entertainment, okay? So, but I can't ignore this because this is a huge thing. I was going to say, uh, so Porsche's activism with everything with the Black Lives Matter movement, that has to be, in my, in my opinion, that's number one. It's important, needed, long overdue as well. So, um, yeah, that's just real reality for that right but yeah. yeah Candace and Monique for uh for the entertainment value but Porsche's activism just in life in general is number one to me I mean it's Porsche's come a long way right yeah she is I mean she's such a trailblazer for sure and you know what's weird is like see that's the thing is like I don't know if you watch Southern Charm you don't I, have to. I, I kind of love Southern Charm. Madison but, is kicking ass. I love her. I love her so much. She's kicking ass. I mean, the way that they're showing COVID on that, it doesn't bother me anywhere. The fact that they're showing Portia's activism, Black Lives Matter, bravo. Like that's yeah. the real world. Yeah. There's something about the COVID part of the OC that I can't stand. It's really weird. It but is on very like, different from but Southern on like, Charm too. Right, like it's funny on Southern Charm. I mean, COVID's not funny, but they're, they're following the rules and right it's just it doesn't bother it's going to be interesting to see it on dallas and jersey and all these other things yeah that air i don't know if it's because the oc was filmed earlier when we were all more unaware of what was going on but that there's just something it. about it it's boring yeah. and the way they're showing covid it's like nobody wants to see this we want to escape yeah. Yeah. I think that's why Housewives is down too. I think people want to go watch like Emily in Paris, go watch Roseanne and American House. Like people want to watch comedies and actual sure. shows. Right. I right. don't know. God, yeah. I'm on a soapbox today. I'm really not a negative, bitter person. I'm very happy. You know what? 2020 was a shit show and we're getting all of this out of our system now. So it's all good. Just let it out. Let it out. We are here for you. So, oh but yeah, th that was uh, number one list for me. Candice Monique and Porsche's activism. And uh, talk to me a little bit about, um, I mean, I know obviously your episode is out with uh, Candice, but talk yeah. to me. You're not, you're not really on any side. Are you on Candace's side? I'm not really on any side. I, no, I'm not really on any side. I mean, mm -hmm. I was, it's not like, I mean, that, that, let me just say, that's not how I book guests. It's not right. like, like I'm a whore, okay? And I'm also 
I'm also a conduit who's just like a shell. So just think of me as like, I'm here just for all of you listeners. So right. I will book Candace on a Monday and Monique on a Tuesday if, if I could. Sure. Like I yeah. don't play favorites. I've had people on my show that are housewives that I can't stand. So in booking- You're unbiased. Yeah, in booking yeah. Candace, it's not like, oh, I'm team Candace. I have to say then someone comes on my show and she was on for two hours. It was two parts. A yeah. lot of people who listened, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying, yay, Candace. A, 90, a lot of people DM me and said, this is a whole different Candace than I saw all season. So listen to it, really. Yeah. She was just a different side of her talking about her MBA. And so um, whatever that's worth. But then afterwards, Candace, you know, we just bonded. She's like, you're the best interviewer I've ever had. Like, you know, I'm not blowing smoke up my ass, but she sent me an email like this was one of the best interviews I've ever had. Oh, we just, that's nice. We just, you know, like, I'm good. I'm good at what I do. I mean, I'm a, a disaster in life with a lot of things, but <laughs> not, not, no, I am, but not when it comes to like hosting my Bravo podcast. I'm yeah. a disaster in relationships and a lot of other things. <laughs> so this isn't like, let me kiss my own ass because I'm not all that great, but- I think you're fabulous. Well, that's nice of you, but Candace just- <laughs> kept in touch with me just like as a person she's a lovely person to yeah. deal with yeah. so I we don't like when she texts me she's like oh I'm out shopping for Christmas like we don't text about Monique yeah. or anything so I really just try to keep my opinions out of it yeah you know so I she's I have to say from a human being the way that she's mm -hmm. treated me and we followed up she's wonderful to deal oh, with. So I'm wonderful. not saying anyone should be team Candace, but it was a good interview. And I think people were like, wow. I mean, there were a couple of interesting things that came from it. I mean, she started a feud with Portia on my podcast. I, uh, yeah. That's from my podcast. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Everyone can live. But also she, I gave her the chance of like, listen, you said five weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks ago, whatever it was at the beginning of the season, you're not coming back if Monique comes back. Yeah. I was just going to address that. And I'm like, now we're, I mean, apparently Monique already got her contract and she's coming right? back, but mm -hmm. this was before that. It was like a week before. And I said, we're like only a week or two away. Like I'm giving you a chance to backtrack. Like, you know, right. we, we all say things we don't mean. Like, right. I don't know. This is Potomac. It's not New York. It's not Beverly Hills. Your salary's not, you know, 900,000 like Ramona's, but right. you know, we're in this year, this year, whatever year, I would think you're like in the threes. Yeah. You're going to turn down three something to drink. Have, let's have some drama. You're going to turn this salary down. That's going to go right in your, I'm giving you a chance. And she doubled down and she's like, I'm not coming back if she comes back. And I'm like, I, I don't yeah. buy that. I don't buy mm. that. Now she has a contract. I just didn't really think that there were this many people that hated Candace as much as they do. Wow. I mean, it's crazy because I know that I've said on some previous episodes, I I'm not a huge fan of Candace, but I always say I'm not a fan of her on the show because mm -hmm. I do know that there's probably a lot of these women that are not what they show us on TV, right? Like, particularly, I, I'm sad to say this, but I think Giselle might be one of them. I think she's one of them. And I, from the reunion, I am just, I think Giselle's going to have a hard season next season. I think so too. And I think it's all the Jamal stuff and just looking at her at that reunion, whenever they were talking about Jamal, like, are you, are you guys doing this just for the show? Like we all know that Giselle is never quiet, right? She can't keep it to herself. She's always got her mouth yapping away, which is great. This is why I love her because I feel like I'm like that too, but she was so dead silent 
when everything about the Jamal thing was coming out in the reunion, I was just like, I felt for her at that point. It was crazy. And I mean, you could say whatever you want. Mm -hmm. We could have screenshots, but when someone's like, well, is this this person's number or not? Like if someone said, Kim, you know, your husband is doing this, you would just be like, suck my dick. They're not. Right. And yes. then they would be like, but is this their phone number? And you would be like, you would turn white. She turned yeah. white. She was yeah. like, okay, like I need to go. It's kind of like when Dolores found out that Frank Catania didn't pass, like was disbarred on the reunion. Mm -hmm. Giselle was hearing that for the first time. This was, she was like, I, I need to have, we need to have a break. Yeah. And I mean, how, what break? Cause now we have another part. She yeah. then had to sit there for what, like another four hours? Yeah. I mean, yeah, is... they have a little break for lunch, but I don't think you get to the, I think you have to sit there. It's not like she says, Andy, I need a couple hours now to go work out my life. So right. I think afterwards she's probably like, I have a real problem to deal yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, shit, that's just like- But I mean, it's almost like people say about Kyle, like it's kind of like, you can't stay on the show mm -hmm. when you get like a free pass. Like you gotta, it's coming for you. Right, right. I said to Wendy, because Wendy's on my show this week, mm -hmm. I said to Wendy, like, is there any part of you, not that you wish physical violence, this is horrible, but right. like, is have, is it, have you thought this through that this entire season, your first season, this thing happened, which is not normal. Right. And I, we talked about it, but have you ever thought that like, you just got a free pass as awful as this is what it right. stands for, like the larger issue of like, we as black women have fought to, we, we talked about it all, but I'm like, let's just look ahead, sweetie. Next season, you're probably going to be back. Like, yeah. have you ever thought that like, you just got a free season and like, do, do you know how to do housewives? Cause this little Wendy PhD, I, they're, degrees. they're coming for you, sweetheart. Like at mm -hmm. some point, yeah, it's going to be your turn. And you weren't even in it this season because this monster happened. Candace right. even said on my show too, she's like, I can't even tell you the other storylines that I had going on. There were so many. She's like, everything went to the wayside. It was like, wow. the, it was like Beverly Hills where it was like yeah. one thing. And so I just said to Wendy, like, I'm not wishing you any harm. Yeah. I think you're great. But like, do you realize? And then the whole. The reality that you're giving her, essentially, you know? And she then asked me a thousand questions. Like the whole oh second God. half of the interview was her. And I was like, oh, Wendy, sweetie. Oh. You like need to call me off air because like, <laughs> I don't think you're prepared for next season, sweetheart. Like, yes, this is. And you always say too, you always say that you don't work for Bravo. But yeah. people think they, they, like, she's coming to oh, you. Oh, she, when I started questions. talking, she yeah. was like, and I was like, but this is why the audience likes you because you're not aware of what you're doing. You're very natural. Like she was, she had so many questions for me. And I was like, listen, I mean, oh, wow. but I think, I mean, eventually her day is going to come. Maybe yeah. not, but I think yeah. Giselle, I think they're coming for Giselle. Yeah. I mean, it was a great season. Too. It was a it great really season. It really was. It was Yes, Potomac and uh, Roni are dead. Well, I mean, obviously, I do a show about the East Coast Housewives because they're my bitches. I love them. So, okay. Do you watch, do you watch Summer House? Because, I mean, that trailer's I, out. I do watch Summer House. I am, I'm anxious for it. I, you know, Summer House to me. It's not the best. 
it's not the best. Could I live without it? Yes. Yeah, I could. Um, but is it entertaining to watch? Yeah. I mean, if it's on, uh, yeah, but I'm not going to religiously, I'm not going to be like, oh, okay, it's on a Mondays at eight o'clock. I need to be here. You know what I mean? It could be a show that I miss whenever it airs on the, on the date. That's just know? a typical show where Bravo let them hang themselves. They like, and they didn't, yeah. they pulled themselves up. Like the ratings sucked. I mean, I don't know why certain shows get a free pass. And yeah, it's crazy. you know why it? I have a feeling because summer house is a really cheap show to put on. Mm. They need to get the house in the Hamptons and that's about it. Yeah. Kids yeah. are paid like nothing. Yeah. But, but they love it. They're I mean, what else is coming back? I, I don't know. I mean, Shaw's apparently, as I don't think Shaw's is filming. Family well, Karma they're, apparently well, is they're filming. on hold. But they're on hold though, because one of the, someone now, got Yeah. Down. Yeah. Yeah. But um, okay, it'll be so, interesting. Yes. So that was my top 10 list of the best Bravo moments of 2020. Now, let me just ask you some some questions for yourself. Sure. Um, I would like to know what you're looking forward to in 2021. Like, what are you uh, what what are you most looking forward to for the new year? This could be for your show or just in life in general, whatever. I mean, I worked my ass off on my show yes, in 2020 yes. and I'm not going to stop that. We're going to stay five days a week. We will stay on the top of the charts. We, will st- But you know, I would like to work less. Like I really had, I loved working and we were in COVID, but I had days where I'm like, I, this mm-hmm. is no way a human being should live. I work yeah. 15 hours a day and yeah. for what? So, I mean, I'd like to work a little less and maybe have a little more balance. I don't know if that's going to happen if this, I just want somewhat of a life back. Are you looking for love unless you've already found love? I have not found love. I feel that I have been looking for love more in COVID than I ever have. Now, I mean, that's a funny statement because where do you really look? Right. I mean, you do. I think you could have chats online, but of course, Zoom dates, Zoom right. dates, you know, it's just uh, so I am looking, you know, listen, I have interviewed many people. Yeah. I mean, you spend an hour plus with someone you're on. The, I've had many interviewed many people that I would have dated, but like everyone is in a fucking relationship. Let me tell you. That's fucking annoying. And like, I know what you mean. And I just <gasps> feel because I I am like a workaholic. So it's not like I'm a fame whore or money grubber. I just think for me, if someone were connected to the business, it would Mm -hmm. be a good fit because like I, like people always ask me, why do you hang out with housewives all the time? That's it. It's just like, because like you can work, you can do two things at once. Like it's work. You're having a good time. And also like not for nothing, if you're in an office, you hang out with your colleagues. That's how it is. These are my colleagues. That is true. But I am looking for love. Are you, I mean, not successfully at all. Are you looking for love? I mean, maybe you have love. You know, I'm just looking for some happy times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Looking for strong relationships. Like I'm not, you know, I feel like whenever you're younger, we all want to be are. friends with, well, you know, I mean, I'm talking like high school shit. You okay. Know I mean? We want to so be like, friends with the popular people. Yeah. I mean, you want to be friends with everyone and you try to keep tabs. You know, I, uh, I'm too tired for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> like, I have my small little crew and then I'm, I'm completely content with that. You know, 
I get it. I mean, I did some of that in COVID too. Like yeah. COVID, listen, COVID, I think if you're not having some change of like mental state in COVID, I don't know what right. you're waiting for. I'm not like being overly dramatic. I didn't have like a whole metamorphosis, yeah. but there were housewives and people that I put on a pedestal and kissed up to mm-hmm. because I was like, I need to for my career. Right. So like, I can't really be myself. And I would jump if they said jump. Now I think two things because my show has exploded and I speak to all of these people and I know all of these Bravo people. It's kind of like, I don't need anyone because I have my own show. So I feel like the relationships that I have, I'm kind of the same. Like it's more about like, I don't need to kiss up to you. If you're not being nice to me, it's not all about you. It's about me too. And so there's a lot of people in like the housewives world, Bravo world that like, you know, you never fucking checked in on me. You never Mm -hmm. did this. So we'll be work, we'll be work (laughs) colleagues and I don't hate you, but like, we're not friends. Like I'm not going to run around and kiss your ass because like, this is the time to be a real person because we're trapped in. And like, you can say all these great things to me, but you never fucking call me. I call you. You never checked on me. So I think like, you know what I mean? relationships are the worst. Right. And it's not like I'm like lonely or whatever, but I think I took stock of some things of like, it works both ways. And so I'm more into real connections as well. I don't necessarily need love, but it would just be like nice to have yeah. some something. I don't even know what. I yeah. mean, I'd be okay with friends that are single that aren't like a lot of people left New York and it's just like, I don't know, yeah. like I've taken stock of my life. Yeah. Maybe I'll move. I don't know. Like I'm in this weird like state, but I'm, I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. I just yeah. think I'm looking for love more than I ever was. Okay, listeners, I'm just saying, David Yontef, he's looking for love. But you it's know. not easy, honey. Go, pff, You're telling me. Go into his DMs. Of course, be nice. Don't be assholes. Um, okay, so do you have, do you do like the New Year's resolution thing? I don't really do it, but I've done uh, it some before. people. What would your New Year's resolution be? Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you that. <laughs> I never really thought about it. I mean. I mean, usually the the famous answer is, oh, eating eating healthy, uh, losing no. weight. But that's like, so no, bye, no. I like my cookies and that's it. I think, well, yeah, and we're in COVID. So this isn't really the time right? to eat so healthy. I yeah. think just like to just try to forge real, like, you know, just remember, like be aware of the real relationships versus the Hollywood the ones. Right, right. I think I that think would be- that's that's kind of mine, which is basic. That's good. No, it's not. I mean, I can't say that because I don't know any of those people, but I feel what you're saying. Like, I agree with you as far as like, really understand who is in your corner and who really has your back and- Well, you know what it is like- Knowing okay, the real relationships. Well, also, you know what it is? Like, you look at social media. So like, you look at people that like leave all these hate comments and I'm just like, I don't understand 
understand that because like I don't either. That's it's- a whole nother thing. But yeah. I have to tell you, there's a whole group of people that I see. It's the same group of people that leave good comments on like every housewife's page. They'll be like, great new book. Can't wait to read it. And then so, but like, and then something else. And it's like, I don't understand that. It's like, you're looking for validation from these people that you see. I could, so I could get deep that you like put no, on a pedestal, true, like you're putting them on a pedestal. Yeah. But like, you don't know this person. I do. And they're horrible. Now I'm not going to take that away from anyone. <laughs> like I'm not here to preach, but it's right. just like, it's just, it's, it's a whole thing about like celebrity celebrity culture. And it's like, if you were dying in a hospital, this person, even if they knew you would not not cross the street to be there. So instead of like blowing smoke up 13 accounts as just like what type of life it's a weird, weird, I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. And so because we're trapped in, I've had time to look at social media. And hey, really, you know what? That's very makes, insightful. You know? I think that's very insightful. And uh, I'm sure maybe maybe some some of the listeners out there have never really thought about that, right? Because they're coming here clearly for the entertainment factor of you knowing all of these people and they want to get your, like, they, they want to know, they want to know the dish that they're dishing on and your I'm, show. Yeah, and I'm all for that. I'm not being like, oh, I'm so serious. I just think it's really about the real relationships at the end of the day yeah yeah and so like that's great if you said something that someone's book is great and the housewife gave you a heart and liked it and that makes your day yeah but you should be more thrilled that your mother likes you and that exactly like your friend likes you and just trust me like it's not the others just you know it's fun but like just so that's lighthearted fun lighthearted fun yeah so mine is just really to just remember this listen I'm telling this I'm preaching to myself too like you know learn to weed out the real and you know you could be friends with everyone but really don't weed out the bullshit down. yeah yeah there's so I much bullshit that. there's so much bullshit I love it in love the industry it. and yeah. that gets to like if I didn't work all the time I'd have more of a balance with other people so sure so there you I go. That answer. Is that okay. really, is that your, is that yours? I love that answer. I think it's great. I'm going to use it in, in my way, just because I don't have, I don't, I don't know any of those people, but I completely agree with you on that. I have one last question sure. and uh, I would just like to know, uh, if you can think this could be an, a personal thing for you on your, on your podcast, or it could just be for the entertainment value on your po- podcast. What, uh, if you could pick a top interview for yourself for 2020, who would it be? Again, that could be whether it was entertainment value for yourself or personal, because I know that you are friends with some of these people. Well, I would say a couple I can't pick just one that's okay you can I mean pick one, one it's all good everyone could come at me but I loved my chat with Candace we okay. just were in sync like you know it's not listen I say this to everyone and I, you could maybe agree with me because you have a podcast like a lot of it is the person is having the right day you're having the right day there's a lot of people if I interviewed a day later I might like them better, you know, it's just, but you're like, this is a job. Like you're in, I'm a human being. Like there's just days where like, I don't feel like talking to this person. You got the off days. Yeah. But like just everything jot. And like, also it's how busy I am. If I'm swamped at work, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like I can't do this. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like hurry up. But like, I, I just bonded with Candace. I feel, I always go back to Tamara judge because like it was one of my, but it wasn't even, it was one of my first 
times where it exploded in the media. So it kind of helped. My podcast was on the map, but it kind of helped bring us to like another little level. Yeah. So, and I also enjoyed Tamara. She was drinking. So like <laughs> that. But then I have like other people like this guy coming up this week, Gregory Zarian. No one's going to know who he is. I don't know who he is. We kind of had like- no, he was in, well, he was on General Hospital. See, I, we, oh, yeah, no, that's let me I just say, we do 10% non Bravo. That's isn't it? Yeah, but he was also okay. on like Nip Talk. He was just one of these, but he's best friends with like, just... not best friends. He's really good friends with Kathy Wakili. It's okay. just one of these things where I was like, I, why am I interviewing this person? And then yeah. we just like bonded on life. Like it was just one of these like, you know, you're it. just where you're like, I'm enjoying speaking to you. Like Sophia Hutchins, who is Caitlyn Jenner's roommate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just in awe of someone who is 24. <laughs> yeah. And is living whatever life. Right. And the next thing you know, you are living, I would say for free, but I don't, it's not my business, in right. Caitlyn Jenner's Malibu. They're not girlfriends. They are not yeah. girlfriends. They're so, roomies. But like- Wow. Like I'm impressed. <laughs> Here I am telling you, I want more meaningful relationships. I'm just like in awe, but she's also really smart and she works. Yeah. So it's just like, there's in like, for me, I love Joan Rivers. So booking Melissa Rivers, the spawn of Joan yeah. Rivers, who yeah. has more money than all the fucking housewives and doesn't right. give a fuck. And like, I like authentic people. So like yeah. Melissa doesn't have anything to prove. She has the sure. money she has. So that was a great interview. It's just yeah. talking about Joan Rivers and fashion. Yeah. So with like weird ones, but in, and also I love Randall. I loved Randall Emmett. Right, right. I uh, remember I told I hear, you this. I do remember on your show. Yes, calls yes. me, follows up with me. Oh. Those are some of the you know, and then yeah, those are some of the good ones. You were pleasantly surprised with with that interview with Rand, right? Yeah. Look, I'm calling him Rand like I fucking know him. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but then, like, I'm trying to think, like, you know, there's just, those are the ones that just, for whatever reason, I was in the mood. I mean, I had Leanne Locken on. That was pretty. She was drinking grape Kool-Aid with vodka in it, so she got Ooh, drunk. Okay. Yeah. Like, who doesn't, I mean, I I, I like Leanne. That's I just me. I got my, uh, my, uh, Your coffee my drunkenness. Actually, it's just water. It just wow. looks like it's coffee. I have you know my coffee. I mean? yes. So, I mean, like, I'm trying to think, like, what other, you know, that was really good. I had Marlo from Atlanta on. I love her. She's, I really do. She's comic relief. She really is. She really she's is. Comic I relief. still feel like she deserves a peach. She does. She said on my show she's not going to get one. She's like, someone doesn't like me at Bravo. That's upsetting. We should start a petition. She uh, needs a peach. Yeah, I do. I, I, uh, sh you need it. You need a peach. You need a peach, Marlo. Okay. And, and then also, like, I became really close with Catherine Edwards from Beverly Hills. Mm. I've shat her on four times. She's just, I love her because she has money, doesn't give a fuck about fame. She's like, yeah. real. Yeah. And well, she said happy. that about Riley, too, from Riley. Riley is another one. Riley doesn't. So like, I like authentic, listen, a lot of people come on and use me. They, they use me and Damn. they, well, it's okay. I mean, cause I use them. It's like they- Part of the gig. Yeah, Part like the they gig. wanna get certain things out there. And I'm like, these things aren't true, what you're saying. Yeah. Now, I'm not gonna, so, but like Riley doesn't care. She's not trying to be famous. She's like in an RV from below deck traveling across country. So I love right. Riley. Right. And Catherine Edwards too, is around all these Beverly. She was a Beverly Hills housewife for a season. So she calls out bullshit. 
Like yeah. she'll say like Erica was horrible when we were filming to produce, like Catherine has no angle. She's not saying it to get her name in the press. Right. So she, and she's a really smart woman. So that, and like Elise, I'm really good friends with Elise. Yeah. Elise always has something. So I don't know. Is that like a really long answer? No, I love the answer. I mean, that's that's what I wanted, you know? That's what I wanted from you. Again, there's a lot of people that I talk to, which is the opposite. It's not yeah. like I love everyone. Yeah. There's plenty that I don't love. Well, you're easy to talk to, so that's good. You know, that makes that makes for a successful interview and also a successful show. So I'm just like doing your shit, you know. Say what you need. And I think that's why I pe- get people to open up because I think people I have a certain style. Like I won't go in for the kill yeah. until you're relaxed. Right, right. You gotta So I think gotta... by the time I ask you the questions, you're just thinking like we're just I don't know. shooting the shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. there's still a microphone in front of me, so I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> and still the red button that says record. <laughs> yeah. But those are some of my favorites. I have some good ones lined up. I have a lot of housewives that I've recorded for next season. Are you are you able to, to tell us some of them or is it going to be a complete surprise? Which well, is let fine. Me, let me just say, like off the top of my head, there's two New York girls that are okay. coming up. I there's love it. one Dallas. Okay. Two Salt Lake, I told you one. Yes, yes. Three, three more OC, but not current. Three from the past. That would be Ooh. interesting. Okay. Well, we're I have this have to... Beverly Hills person, Atlanta. Oh, yes. I have somebody from Atlanta I'm working on, and it's not a woman. <laughs> it's Ooh. it's it's another it's a man. Okay. Listen, I feel like why does nobody ever interview the side characters or the husbands? I mean. Yeah, that is so, that's a good question. Right? You just put an idea out though. So, I mean, I don't know. But they're not so easy to get either. Like it takes a while to like figure it all out. Yeah. But I um, have I have a husband or a man, let's say from Atlanta that yes, a says he's interested. Well, uh, we're all going to have to tune in on that. And please, uh, just wrapping up, let us let us know how we can follow you. You can follow me on Instagram at Behind Velvet Rope. There's no the. It's at Behind Velvet Rope. Or you can go to Apple Behind the Velvet Rope. And really, it is five days a week of interviews. Every day, 90% Bravo, 10% other reality in pop culture. There's not going to be a political figure. There's not going to be the head of the NBA. But, you know, if we throw like a RuPaul's Drag Race girl or somebody from the yes. hills or very cavalry, I think that's kind of on brand. We have some I Bachelor stuff coming up. Yes. All right. You know? Someone's calling me right now. That's crazy. That's because so, you're popular. Oh, yeah. Oh, so popular. So, yes, guys, take a look at his Instagram at Behind the Velvet Rope. And also check out his podcast, Hello. It is awesome. Five days a week. Okay. So, David, thank you so, so much for being on the show. And thank you so much for doing the New Year special with me. This is so freaking cool. I apologize to listeners for not shutting my fucking mouth for two minutes. Oh my God, we love you. It's uh, You're obviously going to come back on the show again. And uh, I can't wait to uh, hear more tea that you always get on your show. And it's going to be fucking fabulous. If you watch Dallas, no pressure. I can come back on and talk about that. But otherwise, your, your jersey in New York, honey, is just, I think jersey's February. So like. I'm so fucking looking forward to that. I'm, I'm excited yes. for jersey. It feels like it's been 
been forever. Yes, that's so true. Well, I am anxious for it. Again, thank you so much, my dear, for being on the show. Thank You're you fabulous. for having me. Keep in touch. Oh my God, for sure, for sure. We got we got our Instagram DMs going down. I we're, like we're, it. We're good. We're good. I know? like it. All right, my dear. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you, Ias. Don't forget to follow David on his Instagram at Behind Velvet Rope. And don't forget to follow your girl, hello, at Bravo Yinzer. That's Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And of course, follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. Believe spelled B-L-E-A-V. Yes, 2021 is here. And let's just get the shit done. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have a great fucking year. And just keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep plugging away my bravo-ness. And I will see yins guys next week. Be safe and have fun, yins guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.